Hi, I'm Brant, and I love Hallmark movies. I'm Dan, and I despise Hallmark movies. And I'm Mark, and from time to time, I perform in Hallmark movies. And this is the Deck the Hallmark Podcast. Oh, boy. Oh, man, what a day. It's a bonus episode. <laughs> It's a good day uh, to be alive. It's a good day to be an American. And it's a good day to talk to Mark Declan. That's exactly mm. right. Mark, um, thank you for joining us so much. I like that. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Now, uh, people might be worried that you're in the car, but you are pulled over. And so... Yeah, if, if you, if you, I don't know if you can see behind me. There's no motion. I'm not, I'm right. not driving. It's There's a no green motion. screen, if you can believe it. Mark <laughs> yeah. only drives with a green screen present. And, and all hands-free, right? <laughs> That's, That's right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's all process driving. That's right. Uh, Mark, one of the first uh, movies we ever did, we started this podcast last summer when you naturally start a, a Christmas podcast. Yeah. And uh, one of the first movies we ever reviewed was uh, Switched for Christmas. And uh, I, lo- I loved it. And if you go back and listen, while I hated the movie, we all have a discussion about which male lead we like better. And we actually really brag on you, if you can believe I, it. I, I remember that. I actually, that's when I decided these guys are okay with me. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I remember you guys seeing something about you guys saying like, you know, I didn't like the movie, but I like him. And That's I was right. Like, all right, cool. Mm, yeah. There you uh, go. But so first of all, thank you. You're part of the reason that we started the podcast. That's right. Apparently. Um, but tell, let's go back to even before, before Hallmark, before everything. What, first of all, what made you interested in get diving into acting and how did you kind of get started in the acting world? Uh, you know, it's, it's funny that you mentioned, I'll, I'll backtrack again, but you, you mentioned Switch for Christmas, yeah. and that's about when you guys were starting up, because that's really when I started my relationship with Hallmark. Mm-hmm. Um, they had they had called me uh, a number of years ago. I, I, I don't know. I get, I, I'm not sure what series I was on at the time, but somebody from Hallmark must have seen it and liked it. And so they had called and offered me something, and I turned it down, because um, I, I wouldn't go so far as you, Dan, to say I hated it, but... But I, I thought I was cooler than Hallmark. Sure. Yeah. I felt like I'm dark, I'm edgy, I'm not doing Hallmark, I'm not that guy. And, you know, then I, I ended up, a few years later, they, they, they offered me another one, and I, and I was like, sure, you know, okay, I'll do it. And, and I had a really nice experience. And then uh, they didn't call for a few years. <laughs> so then, but then when they did call uh, with Switch for Christmas, I was like, yeah, I, yeah, I'd be happy to do it. And I had such a great time working on that movie that... Um, and and uh, thank you for choosing me over Ian Bailey. But I have to say, like, I loved working with Ian. He's a great guy. We became wow. good buddies. Um, but um, but I had such a nice experience that after that, I was like, man, I hope they keep calling because because these are really fun to make. Um, well, you so, seem you seem like such a staple. Like it's we like we looked at your IMDb, and I was thinking he has to have done a dozen of these. But really, really, like just three or four. Third, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is the one I just did. Love and Sunshine is it's my fourth. Okay. Yeah. My fourth, yeah. Um, and uh, but you know, you know, life changes, things change. And I, you know, I, I hope to stick around for a while, but, um, yeah, prior to that, to go back to your question, what started me in acting, I, 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 there's, there was no moment where I decided, Oh, I'd like to give this a try. It was something I always, I'm a storyteller. Um, my whole life, I, yeah, I did music and theater and, um, uh, I was a writer and, and so, yeah, I remember playing George Washington in the second grade play, playing nice. Bert in Mary Poppins in fourth grade. But it, it was never something I took seriously as a job, though. Um, my dad was a builder. I grew up on construction sites. And it just didn't seem like a real job. Um, uh, it just seemed like a fun thing to do. So I, I was doing all sorts of other things. And I, I, I majored in journalism. And 
Um, then after college, I went to work for Greenpeace for a while. Wow. Uh, then I, uh, then I was, then I went to Indiana University to get my uh, my PhD in English Lit, and that was I was on that path. But I was still I was still doing plays on the side just for but fun. But you're not Doctor Mark Declan. You're not. You didn't. Finish I, I'm not. It? Okay. No, because, no, I'm dropout Mark Declan. Doctor Do- Declan has a nice ring to it, though. <laughs> Dr. Right? Declan, it, right. it, it does, in fact. You know, I was I was in uh, I was I was in the program, and I, I I I was in rehearsals for a play on the side. And I had the light bulb moment of like, you know what? This is really what turns me on. This is what I really want to do. And I want to give it a shot. So I called the head of my program and told him I was dropping out. And uh, <laughs> he was really cool about it. He, he, you know, he said, you know, I saw you in, uh, I had done a play about a month or two earlier that he'd seen. And he said, I had a feeling I was going to lose you. Wow. And he says, what can I do to help out? And so it was great. Um, he put me on, on, on faculty for a while. So I figured out what I wanted to do. And then, then I moved up to Seattle uh, which was a really exciting time because it was, you know, grunge and Starbucks. It was like right yeah, in the heyday. Nice. Uh, Starbucks was a local coffee shop and uh, Nirvana and Pearl Jam and, you know, Soundgarden. Mm, Chase. They a lot were a of local Doc band. Martens to be worn. <laughs> Doc Martens, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I had lots of flannel. Um, it was an exciting time to be out there. And then and then I ended up going to the University of Washington and getting my MFA from their, from their graduate program. Uh, worked on the West Coast for a while and then moved to New York. I actually got a review in Seattle that referred to me as a, as a local favorite. And okay. it, was meant as, well, it was meant as a compliment, but it, it scared the, the hell out of me because <laughs> I, I felt like I'm too young to be a local favorite. That's too comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I quickly moved to New York and uh, you know, worked in New York for a while. And then, and then uh, like a lot of actors do, I, you know, the, drain, the drain flows toward Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> and I found myself there. And in the meantime, I got married and had kids and, uh, you know, there it is. Wow. What was well, the trend? So you did a lot of, uh, theater before diving into TV and movies. What was that transition like for you going from the stage to, uh, in front of the camera? Uh, well, it, it was gradual. It was, it was organic because okay. I, you know, for, for a time I was primarily a theater actor. My, my healthcare was primarily through, you know, actors equity, not through SAG. Um, but I was, you know, but I was doing, TV and film on the side. I was doing little indie films. I was doing, it wasn't my primary bread and butter, but, uh, but I was doing enough of it and, and developing my camera craft and, you know, enough to say, Hey, I want to do more of this, which, which was ultimately what took me out to LA. Cause I, I found that I was spending more and more time in LA. Um, so I actually, uh, I let my apartment go in New York. I moved out to LA, got a, got a crappy little apartment in Koreatown and I was committed. I'm going to be here now. And I got a call from uh, the Lion King on Broadway offering me uh, oh my to come in the company. Gosh. They were looking for a, for a replacement for Scar, and I turned it down. Oh um, my goodness! Which which is a job I would have normally jumped at. Yeah. But I sort of felt, you know, sometimes in life you, you make a choice and you think I have to see this through. And so I said that, and then two days later, September 11th happened. Oh wow! And, and I got profoundly homesick, um, yeah. and I just felt like. I wanted to go home and not that I felt like I could do anything, but you know, it's like, if you have a sick relative, you feel like I should be there, yeah, yeah. you know? I, so, so I called them back and I said, Hey, is the job still available? I'd love to come. So I did. So I, I came back to the oh, Lion cool. King and that's where my wife and I met. Um, oh, she my was goodness. also, yeah, she was working on Broadway at the time too. So we were sort of traveling in the same circles. And so it, it just, it, it, you know, it all kind of worked out the way it was meant to work out. And then we went back to LA together and, you know, so that's an unreal story that you turn it down. And then that's where you met your wife. Um, 
you right, are right? You, your your uh, filmography is just a who's who of TV shows. Like you've worked on what feels like every t- like Desperate Housewives, Nip Tuck, Better Off Ted, which I loved the show. It Thanks, got man. That was a great show, wasn't it? It was such a good show. That um, was that was a, they got robbed. That yeah, was a super cool quirky, show. And funny and quirky. Funny, totally. Yeah, like I was a yeah. big fan, and then now they do Santa Clarita Diet. Those guys do on right. uh, Netflix, which got canceled, and it was really funny with Timothy Oliphant. Um, do you have a, like, it just seems like you've been on every kind of TV show imaginable, like every CSI, every procedural, uh, and sometimes you're three, four episode stints, you're in Designated Survivor. Do you have a moment that sticks out to you on one of those, just like a very memorable moment from a, from an appearance on a TV show where you, like, a story to tell or something where you're like, I can't believe this happened, or I guess this is my my career, or, or what? Well, sure. I mean, there, there are a bunch of, you know, there, there are a bunch of different things. Like part of the reason I have such a variety of, uh, of different styles and genres is, you know, Hollywood tends to put you in a box, right? They sort of decide like, oh, we know what he is. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if you're, if you're more complicated than that, they get confused. So sometimes you just have to play the box for a while. Mm-hmm. And like there was a period of time when I first moved out there, I was playing a lot of sort of square jawed guys in suits, you know, like, no, I'm Mark Declan couldn't yeah. pull that off. He couldn't do it. He couldn't pull it off. <laughs> and, and, and I was that for, but then I, I did, I, God, what did I do? I did something. Oh, I, I think I did an episode of Frasier and all of a sudden somebody, you know, casting people were like, Oh, he's, he's funny. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like I wasn't auditioning for any square jawed guys in suits. I was only auditioning for funny guys. Huh. And I remember uh, I was at an audition. Uh, I, I saw Dave Foley and it was like the third audition that, that we had seen each other at. We didn't know each other, but he kind of, he, he walked over to me and he said, let me guess. They've decided you're a funny guy. <laughs> <laughs> Dave said, Foley's yeah. great. That's, that's unreal. I love that. Um, well, yeah. you, you seem like a real pain to work with on set, really high maintenance. Um, yeah, I know I, I pride I, myself on that. Yeah, but <laughs> long, I bet Mark Declan's rider is really long for his trailer. It's gross. <laughs> um, no, in, in all seriousness, man, like on Twitter and stuff, you seem like a family guy outdoorsy, uh, you know, lo- love nature, love people and all that stuff. Have you just found, it just seems like for a guy, I don't like the movies. I'm really honest about that. I, I, we put them under a microscope. They have no business being under, and that's kind of the fun of what we do. But <laughs> it is a little unfair. Yeah, it's oh, it's super unfair. You film the whole thing in 15 days for crying out loud, man! Right. Like the fact it's, that you're the, the turnaround is insane. Yeah, yeah. So, but everyone we've talked to from Hallmark is just salt of the earth, just wonderful people yeah. who, who go out of their way to make sure that they're nice to people and wonderful and and do things like this. So it almost just seems like. You know, you turned him down initially because you wanted to have a lot of variety, but it just seems like a match made in heaven for you. Is that, am I putting words in your mouth there? Or? Yeah, no, you're not. It, it, that's that's what I've discovered is that is that you know, like I I go to work on one of these movies. I'm like, my God, I'm working with so many cool people. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And as, as you get older, I I find like that's it. That's what interests me. I you know I I you know working with a mad genius who's difficult. Great, I've done that, you know, and and it's a little boring now. Like at at this point, I want to work with nice people. I want to work with. I want to enjoy going to work every day. Um, uh, I want to. I want to. You know, again, not to get too like woo woo about it, but you know, yeah, I want to spread. I I I spread positive vibes. I want to be around other people who do too. And I definitely think Hallmark attracts a lot of a lot of really good like-minded people. Um, so yeah, my experiences have all been great. Do you like, I don't know about, so the first one we saw was switch for Christmas. You did one before then a while back. I don't, we we, like, I want to say five 
years ago, maybe six years ago, I did one called the wish list. Oh, it didn't um, say Hallmark on the on the cover. Uh, That's why we didn't know it was Hallmark. That could that could be that that you know what that might yeah that, you know it's it's funny you know like corporations are funny that way and sometimes something gets made by a studio but released by a different network. Yeah. yeah. So, so that one was sort of it was a Hallmark movie, but it was there was another one called The Wedding Chapel that was yeah. a similar sort of yeah. not a Hallmark movie but kind of related. Yeah. Um, yeah. So did did those follow the the current standard fifteen day shoot that Hallmark does for all of their movies? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that that that's sort of their model, and and you know they're they're, they're a machine. I mean, yeah. They do it, and and the, the turn not just for us, but you know, like I know my director, and my producer. The last night we were shooting uh, Love and Sunshine, uh, I said, "Oh, when do you have to get your cut into the network?" And they said, "Oh, we've got we've got a long time on this one. We, we've got a whole week." <laughs> and I said, are you kidding? And they really they were they pieced that thing together in a week, wow. which is yeah. insane. Well, we talked to the editor of Switch for Christmas, um, who came on because there was a question we had about the Tom Kinder fiasco, yeah. and he basically the editor basically said that yeah, it's all edited on the fly, and then he took the blame. Like literally, uh, we're just joking around. I'm not joking. We're just right. joking around about how it doesn't make sense why they needed to switch places for, for this, you know, this Tom right. Kinder character. It doesn't make sense. And basically, he comes in and he goes, "Well, it actually does make sense. There's this, this, and this, but we had to take it out for time." And then he just said it was my fault. And I was like, "What are what world are we living in where this guy's yeah. not like so?" Yeah. It, and then we talked to Chris Pala, who basically said he filmed a movie. And they didn't start till after Thanksgiving and the movie was on TV before Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you ever, did you first time you got involved in that 15 day thing where you like, I don't know how we're going to do this. Like, I, you know. uh, of course, absolutely. Because it's a, it's a full script, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's not. It, so yeah, I, I, I thought this is impossible. And then you realize that, that there really is, there, there's a machinery in place and there's a way of approaching it. And you know, it's going it, to it, look, it is intense days. It, it, when, when I, when I go away for those three, it's, 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 it's three weeks, but when I go away for those three weeks, like, I know I'm not, I'm not going to be home on the weekends. I'm not going to see my family and you know, which, which really sucks. But I mean, I'm pulling like long days every day, uh, barely making our turnaround. Um, it, 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 it it's, it's a lot. But yeah. the but, reward uh, for that is, is you get to see your family more because you only spent three weeks making the movie instead of a it, month or two. Dude, exactly. It's, it's fantastic. I, I come back from that and then I take, you know, it's the beginning of summer. We go away on vacation. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not complaining. Yeah. It's just, you, you, but it, but it is the, te- the, sh- the actual production period is intense. Yeah. You mentioned being hesitant to kind of dive into the Hallmark world. Uh, mm-hmm. Was that because of the fear of being typecasted of like, Oh, this isn't the box. I might be in a box, but I don't want to be in that box. Or was there, there other, that's reasons? right. There was, there was, there was, and, and, and still to this, like, I think the, the, the part that I've removed is the fear part of it. Yeah. Um, I think, I think you, you hit it right in the head. I was, I was afraid of being put in a certain box and w- now where I am, I, I'm still, I still try to not be put into, into a box. I still make, I make a real effort to do a variety of things. And, and I like to, I like to juxtapose doing, you know, a, a, a sweet, happy sunshine role on, on Hallmark. And then I like to go and do something really dark after that, just to sort of balance it out. Um, but, uh, but I'm, but, but what, but what's been removed is the fear. I'm not afraid of it. And, and ultimately if I do get typecast as a Hallmark guy, I'm fine with that. Yeah. It's there, there, there are worse things in life than that. Yeah. Well, um, just at you, you did show us your age a little bit with the grunge thing earlier. So I don't feel bad <laughs> bringing this up, bro. You're how do you look this good at 51? Like what, what pills are you taking? You're 51 years old, dude. I said this on the podcast. Uh, you look better now <laughs> than I literally ever have. <laughs> 
And and Brandon, that's upsetting. And Brandon is twenty, yeah, I'm so like I'm thirty five, be thirty six on Wednesday. And you're fi- how? Like we looked up your age because we were like we just were curious because we usually do that, and we were like how how in the world? Like what are you doing, man? Like what what are you just living right? What's going on? Thanks, man. I don't know. I mean, I still I still like my whiskey, and I used to smoke. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I quit. I don't that the, quitting smoking probably is a big deal, but. I don't know. Um, you know, it, it, I'm sure it's all any minute now. It's all going to come crumbling down. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, I, I don't want to be the guy that points this out, but your mom that's right. in, in uh, Love and Sunshine was uh, 13 when she had. Yes. Yeah, don't, don't, don't be the guy who points that out. <laughs> it, it, it's true. It's true. Bess Armstrong is, is not really old enough to be my mother. Yeah. Um, Isn't she great? Though? Like a beautiful, sexy woman. You know, like, yes, it's 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 a little silly. Yeah. Um, go, go ahead. No, no, you go. Uh, so tell us. I guess you're, if I ask you which Hallmark movie to film has been your favorite, you're just going to say Love and Sunshine because you're kind of on that PR tour? Or sure. It- and I hear, yes, to some extent you're right. Um, I, I, the truth is I could – it's not like I've done so many that I have a long list of good and bad. They, they've all been good experiences. And so I, the truth is I could tell you uh, things I loved about each one of them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this is – I mean, Love and Sunshine is the one I just finished – and, um, and, and Danica and I really became good buddies and we're still in touch. And it's, it's so, um, yeah, I think there, there's something really special about this movie. I, I, I think, um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm really proud of it. You made it, you made it tough on me because we have the troops and we have rescue animals. And so there's, yeah. it's hard Dude, to it, try to hate. <laughs> I dare you to hate. And, uh, and so that was a tough hill to climb, Mark. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, so he all, found a way, no, no, no. don't worry. He found a way. Oh, good. Yeah, good. no, yeah. I would hope that you expect nothing less from me. Um, but, uh, I, so on this movie, working on this movie, did you have much opportunity, um, to, to look into like how service animals are, are used in the army or like what that would look like in your character? Or was it a situation where we got 15 days to shoot f- four days to get to know each other? We got to get moving. It, it, I, my answer is yes. And yes. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I, I knew a bit already. Um, I have friends in the military, so, you know, I, I, I knew some of it. Um, I did learn some of it. They educated us. American Humane was there. They had representatives there. Awesome. Um, so we, we learned a good bit. Um, and, and some of the guys, like even some of the background players, like when I get off that, that, that plane for my homecoming scene, and I'm, I, my, my family's waiting for me in the tarmac. Uh, a lot of the other, a lot of the other army guys that were there were in fact, army guys Fantastic. Uh, who were That's just awesome. doing background work on a lark. <clears throat> so it was cool. I got to talk to them. Excuse me one second. <clears throat> I got to talk to them and hear their stories. And um, that was really cool. Uh, and again, having the, the American Humane rep there was really good because I learned a lot about the vetting process. Like I had a question in the script. I was like, well, why can't, why do I have, why does Allie have to foster him? Why can't my mom and my brother just take the dog till I get home? I had that That's same question. question. They, because they can't, because there, there, there is an actual protocol in place um, if I'm going to adopt the, the, and it's actually really cool because they really vet the people who are going to be adopting or fostering. Um, they don't just let anybody come in and, and take the dog huh. and not that my, and I joke with, in the, there's a scene in the movie where I joke with my brother that he wouldn't pass the vetting process. Yeah. That's not really true. He would, but the, the truth is he hasn't yet. And it's, it, it is in fact a process, right? So, so Allie has been fostering dogs, uh, for American Humane. So she's already, she's already ready to go. Yeah. So when Sunshine gets retired, I've got to send her somewhere and there's not time for my, for my mom and my brother to go through the vetting process. So nice. we go to someone who lives nearby 
who has already gone through that process. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that, uh, yeah, no, that, that actually is one of the cooler tie-ins of the film is, is that's a good way to do it. That is a legit on our pod. Like we, you know, I've adopted a bunch of rescue animals and like people that foster rescue animals are salt of the earth people, like wonderful people. So that's always a good thing to highlight. Hey, let me ask you this about love and sunshine. Where does the movie take place? So it, it, it's funny because in the original script, it's, it's, I think it's they don't ever say what state or what city. <laughs> yeah. But but uh, but it's probably somewhere not far from your neck of the woods. Like okay. the, the way some of it was written, I said, oh, this is this is southeast. Yeah. yeah. And and then and then it, you know, but see, we're shooting on you know in Victoria. Yeah. Uh, with with mountains that are clearly not Appalachian mountains. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's this and and so the the decision was made that you know let's 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 make it Washington State. Okay. So uh, it was Washington State. Yeah. Okay. And if, you know, and having gone to school in Washington, I can tell you there, I mean, there are parts, big parts of Washington that are their farm country. It's rural. It's, and a lot of people live there who, who have Southern roots. And well, the reason we're watching this movie and I just kept going, where are they? Because early in the movie, your, your mom, the character says, I've got you some Southern fried chicken at home. And I'm just telling you, like in the South, you would never say Southern fried chicken. You'd just yeah. say fried chicken. Like, of course, if, if anybody right. says Southern fried chicken, it's not right. It's not right. Southern fried chicken. Yeah. Um, and so then I was just on this hunt to where, where, like, where are they living? I just need They're to know a lot of like Southern food. Yeah, there's, there's, no, there, there's, there, there was a lot. It wasn't just fried chicken. There yeah. were, there were, there were other things that like everything she named. I said, that is, that is Southern man. That is, that's <laughs> yeah. Hackalack food. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. Uh, so, I, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, there, we did make some changes to the script. And in fact, you mentioned Bess. She and I actually, we, we, there were times we would say, I, I don't think I would say this unless, uh, unless we're placing it in the South. That's right. Yeah. But, but, but if we're not in the South, I don't think I should say it this way because this is very Southern. Yes. No, no, no. And that there were a few times and it wasn't you or Bess, but there are a few times where people just say things that are Southern but not with a Southern accent and with the Yankee accent. Yeah. yeah. And it yeah, was yeah. just this really weird, yeah. like, like we did a movie last year. That's a barbecue in Texas, but it was filmed in Canada and everybody had Canadian accents and it was brutal, man. Yeah. It was like really, really tough. It, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, there was, there was even, you know, there was one scene where, Oh, I, I pull into the nursery and the sign, the sign said uh, something about, colorful bouquets but of course colorful was spelled c-o-l-o-u-r yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and and i and and as soon as we were about to shoot and i said no guys trust me change it because nothing screams canada that's more right more than o-u-r oh right? i right. would have taken that to the no that would not have gone well <laughs> it just screams we are in canada that's right, right. yeah um but you know you never know what goes on behind the scenes i mean like sometimes there's like for example i i uh when i was a designated survivor my my character was uh, he was supposed to be he he was rep- he was a senator from Montana, but but the, the whole backstory was that his he was from the South. His family was originally from the South, and he liked to play up the good old boy thing. Mm. That was part of his this coalition he was building for the for the gun rights and 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 that was truly part of the backstory. And he and he liked to cowboy it up, yeah. and and I did that. And about three episodes in, they were like, "Hey, can you?" Uh, they ended up cutting any references to that. So I just sounded like, I sounded like a guy who was supposed to be from Montana, but sounded like he was from Carolina. Yes. And, and I, you know, I'm sure people were just like, that guy doesn't know how to do accents. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then uh, like three episodes in, they're like, yeah, we're thinking maybe you could just lose the accent altogether. Uh, 
And I was like, sure, but I've already established it. Like, yeah. I've been talking like this for three episodes. So, it, you know, sometimes behind the scenes decisions get made that 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 the viewers don't know about. And you're wondering, like, why are they doing that? And it may have nothing to do with anything you can piece together. That is Did wild. you have any scenes with Kiefer? I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, Stay I, tuned I afterwards. Really I, I got a question. Uh <laughs> afterwards uh talk, let's talk about danica i've heard uh, i think it was andrew walker that that told us that she, he's never worked with an actress on one of these movies that puts in more work than her like just uh, her her uh, script is just filled with notes right. and stuff yeah. like that what was it like to work with danica uh on, on this film i would posit that jill wagner works just as hard okay um but in a different way for jill it, it is it's a sort of um how do I put it? It's, it's a sort of diligence. It's her saying, Hey, I should, I really want to make sure I put in the work here and, and, and then I'm bringing to the script what I need to bring to the script with Danica. It's, it's really just her temperament. Like she's just, you know, I mean, as you guys know, she's the author of several math books. That's, that's how her mind works. Mm-hmm. She's a problem solver. Yeah. And she, that's just it, it, like the, the tiniest little thing. Um, if, if the number, if, if the math doesn't add up, Danica is like, no, hold, hold on. I let's solve this. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's, I, I love it about her. She's, she's, a, she's a true nerd. And I say that lovingly. Um, and so she, yes, she is very hardworking, but it's, it's just because her mind doesn't stop working. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and you know, if you listen to our love and sunshine podcast and I'm hard on the movie, I'm sorry in advance. Um, having said that Christmas and evergreen, uh, was, it was top three for me of the year last year. Um, and it does strike me now because we've talked to Jill Wagner. Like you two seem to be kindred spirits in in kind of how you view life a little bit. I know she's out on the farm, but just yeah. super relaxed and take it as it comes, and like you know, figure Absolutely. out what's next. Uh, and that's probably what showed on screen. Like, yeah. and I'm and I'm not saying Danica McKellar's not like that, but it did like to me in Christmas and Evergreen. That I, I didn't think about that until just a second in talking to you. But you and Jill seem like very kindred spirits in that regard. You, uh, thank you. That's a nice compliment. And and I would say you're right. like, what's interesting is, yes, absolutely. Jill and I are kindred spirits in that regard. But what Danica and I discovered that is that in, in the sort of academic nerdy way, we're also kindred yeah, spirits. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Because I have that side of me too. I have the side of me that's, that's very, that can be very bookish and very, I, I like problem solving too. And we would, you know, we would, we would like, we would make up words and have like, like stupid grammar stuff huh. with one another uh, that, you know, so so uh no we it, it's an interesting thing when you find a different way that you connect with someone or you realize you know you are you are a kindred spirit maybe not in the same way you are with this person yeah. but yeah now you've kind of uh you've you've hit the the jackpot as far as uh, yeah so you've you've gotten to film with Danica you've gotten to film with Joe yep. Wagner and then we we then, haven't even mentioned Candace, Candace Cameron, Cameron Bray, Bray, which is right. Which is is that crazy. a full circus man? Is that a full road show? Does she come with like a full thing or or what? Well, she does. She does, and that's. But that's not. She's not pretentious about it. That's just that's her life. You know what I mean? Like that's she. She's cool. I like Candace. Um, but it, it was interesting. We we were um, you know, we were leaving the the, the TCAs uh, to last winter, uh-huh. and we were we were chatting and we were we were having a drink, and she said. I've got to walk to my car. Would you walk me out to my car? I said, yeah, of course. And as we walked out together, I saw why she didn't want to do it alone because there was this press, this throng of fans waiting wow. Wow. Uh, with photos and, uh, you know, uh, and, and pens in hand. And, and, uh, and they really came at her. 
and she handles it like a pro. But I remember having a moment where I thought, man, I wouldn't want to live like that. Right. Well, I mean, you're just sitting then, here. I don't want to be a bearer of bad news. There are a ton of fans behind you in yeah. your car. Like they've seen you in the trucker <laughs> Thanks, hat. Man, but, they're back there and they're waiting for autographs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. Candace is the only one. Candace is the only one. Yeah. <laughs> Candace is the only um, one who can have a movie premiere on both Hallmark Channel and Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. At the same they, time. They did it yeah. on Sunday. It was both channels. Yeah. Just very oh, impressive. No, it, it's insane. And there, there, I mean, there was a point where I actually felt the need to like roll a bodyguard and because they started pressing in too close. And finally, like, I, I finally stepped up. Yeah, I was just stepping back. It wasn't my show. But there was a point where I just I stepped forward. I said, "Guys, that's close enough." And I, I sort of like became her bodyguard. I mean, and wow! We got in the car, and she was like, "She was like, thanks so much for that. I really appreciate that." And I just thought, man, that's that's a hard way to live. Yeah. But she handles. She's such a pro, man. She handles it really well. Wow. Um, and it, you know, and and it's such a weird thing. I, you know, I I remember walking through the airport. I was doing a series with John Voight, and we were walking through the Dallas airport together. And he couldn't walk five feet without someone approaching him. And uh, I said, does it, man, does that ever get to you? He said, no, it's, it's fine. You know, you get used to it. Uh, and he said, here, you want, you want a little taste of it? I said, what do you mean? He said, watch this. And someone came over toward him and they were holding out their iPhone to get a picture with him. And without missing a beat, John reached out, grabbed the phone and said, of course you can have a photo with Mark Declan. <laughs> and he turned it. And, the, and I saw, I saw this woman look at me like, I don't know who the hell this guy is, but I'm obviously I'm supposed to know who he is. So yeah, I want a picture with him. And all of a sudden she wants, like, she's getting pictures with me that John Voight is taking the pictures of. Right. <laughs> and, and then other people in the airport see that happening and they start thronging. And before I know it, I've got hundreds of people mobbing me to get photos and none of these people know who the hell I am. <laughs> and John Voight is the photographer. That's and the best. It, it, he was like, but it, it was like a conductor, right? And and finally, after about 10 minutes, he said, had enough? And I said, yeah. And he said, okay. And he turned it back on himself. And it was weird. That is wild. It's a weird thing. It's that, surreal. That is crazy. Oh, John Voigt. Yeah. Hey, I got a question for you about Christmas and Evergreen, if you can remember it. If you can't, no big deal. Um, your character is coming into town, but he doesn't live there anymore, um, but decides to go to choir practice one night. <laughs> I just don't know why he decided to just go to one choir practice, robe so and all. He, he grew, he grew up there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no, no. So, so Kevin grew up in Evergreen, yeah. but after his mom died, his relationship with his dad soured, yeah. and so he hasn't been. He didn't for years. He didn't come back for a while. But now that his dad's getting older, he's been coming for the last couple years. He's been coming back for Chris to spend Christmas. So he's he has reconnected with some of the people he grew up with, and he used to. Sit in the choir younger so yeah. he's sort of like now he's like he's joined he's joined like he's like okay when i'm back i'll be in the choir okay you know, that's, well, that's i just means. know that like it was this big deal you had to tell jill wagner no on a date because you had choir practice and you don't even live there and i was just like how is that possible I, <laughs> and i i have I one know. i have one um uh, love and sunshine theory to throw at you and then i think uh, we'll let you go um it's this i i have a theory that that jake's brother um, actually has more of a thing for Donna than Jake ever did. But, but Jake's brother <laughs> is, married. Is, is married and has kids. And so he's like, listen, I can't, maybe there was something in the past. Was there something in the past with Jake's brother and, uh, and Donna? And, uh, is he just kind of trying to live vicariously through, through Jake? You know, if you're, if you're asking me if that's anywhere in the script, no, but, but if you're asking me if I subscribe to your theory, yeah. I did play that subtext a little bit with Toby, a little bit like, 
why 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 are you so into Donna? Why 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 you keep pushing Donna on me? Like what's what's really going on here? Yeah. Did like you it. did you think there was uh, let me ask you one more question, then we'll do rapid fire. Sorry. Why in the world would they not film you got you coming back and getting married with Dana Kamakel? Like why is that just clearly you guys got dressed up for the pictures? Right. Like, why why Which, would they not film that? Well, and, and in fact, that wasn't even um, it's funny. We, there was a lot of back and forth about that because that wasn't in the original script. Those, those photos at the end was not part. That wasn't part of the original script. It, the, Tell me the original end. script was you propose and then go, you get deployed and that's yeah. it. Wow. Yeah. That is, I, that is super bold. And like, I like that ending better. I think I, I, I like, I liked it too. And, and you know, because, uh, I, cause what my point was, if we show me, there were, there, you know, some people said, no, let, we need the happy ending. Let's show that he came back and they got married. And so I said, well, if we're going to do that, I shouldn't get married in, in my dress blues because that what that says is that's a mixed message because it says I'm still active. Yes. I'm still in the military. So do we ever happily ever after or am I going to go back yet again? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and so if what we're trying to say is Jake came back and he's now done with the military and he and his brother have their construction business, then I should get married in civvies. Yes. Right? Um, so but that but there, there was a lot of back and forth about that. And I kind of liked the open ended thing of like. No, you know what? Our love is strong enough that we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wait for each other, and we're, we'll we'll be okay despite the uncertainty. Yeah, that was too good for a Hallmark movie. I think like that was yeah. like legitimately like I I said in our podcast. If the movie just ends with him going off to war, I think that is a like really a great way to end the movie. Like the, the love transcends time and space and all that stuff. But instead, they did the pictures, and I was like, well, if they're gonna do the pictures, they may as well have filmed it at the end. So I just right. didn't know. Well, that came well and then the, the other way that sort of undercuts it is that now if, if we're going to do a sequel, we can't have the wedding because we already did that. Yeah. No, yeah. So. You kind of bit yourself in the checkbook there. <laughs> I like, I never heard that expression, but I like it. I just made it up. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, we're we're going to end with something we always do with our guests, which is rapid fire. We'll each ask you three questions and you answer as quickly as you can. Um, okay. And you can't not answer. You're not you have allowed. to answer it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I I can't make you. Um, Dan, do you want to go first? <laughs> yeah, I'll go first. I'm looking around for the enforcers. Uh, the yeah, I'll go first. Uh, your dream director to work for? Um, uh, myself. Wow. That that's that's a path I want to head down. I so, like it. I mean, that, that's a bit of an arrogant answer. I mean, I certainly could give you other other directors whose work I admire. No, I want to see a Mark Declan joint. I have for myself. Yeah. yeah, a Mark Declan movie does end with you going off to war, and and I like that. What about yeah. if it just my, says? My will always end uncertainly. Can you just say it's a Doc Declan joint? Is that how you could I, say your movies? I, I could say that for you. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like my version of Bad Robot or something. Yeah. Um, what's the worst part about filming in Canada? Uh, honestly, just being being so far from my family, um, because it's not you know because you have to deal with borders, the bo crossing the border and customs and all that. Yeah, it's not just an easy jaunt to go home and see them for the weekend or whatever. You know what I mean? And and I just I hate that. My kids are at, are at a prime age where they still you know they're still cute and they still love me and want to play with me. <laughs> so I don't want to miss that. You know. So yeah, for me that's the hardest part. Follow up that follow up that doesn't count. Do they do they ever come with you to like? Yeah, you? yeah. In fact, they came uh, when they can. They like uh, in uh, Christmas in Evergreen. I don't know if you remember the, the ice skating scene. My kids are in that scene. Oh wow, oh, cool. that's they awesome. They were visiting, and I asked my director. I said the day they were coming to set. I said, oh, is it okay if in between tastes could, could I skate with my kids? And he said, well, I'll do you one better. I'll put them in the movie. That's so, fantastic. That yeah, that was a that was a thrill. That was How really old fun. are your kids? Still off. Oh, still doesn't count as a rapid fire. 
But uh, he, he, my boy's five, and my my girl's nine. That's uh, awesome, man. I, I'm so sorry. Cool. He, they, he was, they were five and nine when they filmed that. I yeah. thought you said were. So he's now six. Sorry. I got you. He's about to be ten. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, back to the rapid fire. Rapid fire. This is going super rapidly. Um, right. what's your guilty pleasure TV show to watch or thing to watch or read? Uh, well, guilty pleasure meaning it's like uh, yeah, I mean, because right right now I'm watching I'm watching um. Uh, with the Bill Hader show, um, Barry? Barry, dude, Barry. Barry's phenomenal. Like, Barry's awesome. It may I, don't be, think that, I don't think that's a guilty pleasure. It isn't. It's that's high caliber television. That's, that's phenomenal. Just, it really is. Yeah, like that's something, something you watch to turn your brain off that you're just like, ah, this is fine. Like Hallmark movies. <laughs> well, you, you know, I, I, I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for things like Civil War Journal. Okay. You know? Okay, um, love again, that. I don't know if that's guilty pleasure, but it's a, but it's sort of nerdy. It's not you know, it's not like yeah. it's not cool. You but, know, but, uh, I'm a you know I've been a high school principal and been and a history teacher for the last 15 years. Did you know that? Wow, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, so you're you're speaking my language. Nailed it. Go ahead. Uh, you mentioned that you uh, you kind of did some music stuff uh, early on in your career. Uh, what what uh, what music do you listen to you want when you want to feel inspired? Mm. I want to feel inspired. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it, it really depends on the mood because I'm I'm all over the place. I'm I'm yeah. You know, I mentioned you know grunge and all that, but I also uh, I'm a big jazz fan. Oh, cool! Uh, especially the bebop era, like you know Coltrane, Dizzy, you know those guys. Like that's that's very that move that music definitely inspires me. Uh, I don't know. In the morning, I listen to to classical, um, and then during the day, I listen to a lot of like classic and alt rock. Um, um, you know, and now with kids, of course, I listen to a lot of, of kids stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course you not, do. Not kid, not kid stuff, but more like, you know, like, like, I'm, you know, whether it's, uh, I don't know, uh, Pink or yeah. Katy Perry or, you know. Mm. Just uh, imagine Mark Declan just rolling in his car, <laughs> just sing, singing Pink at the top of his lungs. I love it. So Absolutely. what? I'm not <laughs> a rock star. Uh, <laughs> Baby, you're a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> listen, this guy. Uh, okay. So hypothetical, you either... Uh, ha- you get one iconic film role. Everyone will know for life. Um, you know, Luke Skywalker, Indiana Jones, something yeah. that you'll be known for the rest of your days and you'll be paid royalties on it the rest of your days, but you never work again or steady, enjoyable work for the next 30 years, but never the big iconic role. Which are you choosing? Um, you know, in, in terms of an actual navigating a career, I'll say the la- the latter, you know, like I, like, I don't need, I don't need, I've never needed to be famous or huge or, you know, I, I just want to be a, a working actor and, and support my family. So that, that, so there's that answer. But having said that, I will say I, I was very, I had a moment of supreme envy um, during the Lord of the Rings movies for, for Vigo. Like I, I, I definitely had that moment where I looked at him and thought, he he doesn't ever need to work again. He nope. he got to play Aragorn. For That's God's right. Sake. He's he's good to go. That's right. Uh, for life, yeah. he's good to go. And you could have been Aragorn, man. Uh, I, I your mouth to God's ears, man. I would have loved <laughs> to have done that. And then yeah. they didn't even look at you for Scar in the new Lion King. I mean, these guys better get on it. <laughs> John Favreau didn't give you a call, man. It's messed up. <laughs> your uh, your dream uh, your dream vacation. Um. Well, well, that's okay. I, I mean, I just I have a lot of places I'd like to go. Uh, I, I would say, structurally speaking, the, the dream vacation would involve a lot of good food. Uh-huh. Uh, there would probably there it'd be great if there were mountains involved, uh-huh. but also ocean. I mean, I, I'm I'm a big fan of the Caribbean, okay. but I'm also a huge fan of like roughing it in the mountains. So I don't know how I would combine those. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I will say we went to Costa Rica. 
Yeah. Mm. And I'm going to plug for Costa Rica. Awesome. So you're not the first Hallmark actor to tell us Costa Rica. If you can believe it, Brent, Brennan Elliott also told us Costa Rica. Isn't that crazy? And I don't know if there, if, if, if the the common thread is that we're both Hallmark actors (laughs) or if the common thread thread is just that Costa Rica is freaking awesome. It's beautiful. I've Uh, been, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, but it, and it's also not posh, you know, you can really get down and dirty and have adventures, Mm. but you can still have the sort of relaxed, part as well yeah. so yeah now we we loved my whole family i mean there was one point we were driving down the road in our in our rental atv and and my wife and my kids and i all looked at each other we're like should we just try homeschooling should we just move here? <laughs> and we were kind of all on board with it you got the degrees for it man yeah. you can you can teach your kids at home for sure i just we just went to to la i'd never been to la before uh, it was my first time and i thought it was really like the the way that it's just surrounded by mountains but you can also the beach is right over there it's awesome Absolutely. I mean, I lo- I do. I love that about LA. You like anything you want to go to is within within a few hours. So, but it's, it's also definitely going to. Ocean. It's also definitely going to take you a few hours. <laughs> well, it takes you a couple hours just to get from the west side to the east. That's side. right. So, yeah. 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 Something. Uh, Mark, we did it, dude. Thanks so much. Can't thank you thank enough you for taking time to do this for us. And you're such a champion, man. Oh, uh, right back. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate your time. And may we be the first to wish you a merry, a merry Christmas. Christmas. Uh, yes, you, you definitely will be the first. <laughs> so, Merry Christmas right back to you. Thanks, guys. Thanks.